0: You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio, it's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. the bottom of the hour, Dave Dickinson, head coach and GM of your Calgary Stampeders will join us. Licking their wounds after that loss to the BC Lions. We'll talk to the head coach straight ahead. The offense continues to be an issue for the Stamps. Really felt Ryan like they Dixon's... had it
1: figured it out uh,
0: yep. the week before. Yep. Well, that's what the frustrating part must be, right? You you have that incredible effort against the Argos and then mm-hmm. pfft, against the Lions.
1: Yeah, and you know, I was chatting with Danny Austin at practice. Like that game was over as soon as it hit ten nothing. Stamps only scored nine points, and BC got to ten nothing like seven minutes into the game. So womp womp. Rene
0: Paradis, go boot some field goals. Um, Man, Ryan you Dixon. just can't rely on
1: 31 every time.
0: Like, you can Ryan but you yeah. shouldn't. Uh, Ryan Dixon, senior writer, sportsnet.ca. Well, join us has a piece on uh, David Krejci calling it a career for the Boston Bruins. They got some holes down the middle in Beantown. We'll talk to Ryan Dixon about that. Get his thoughts on the Jeff Petrie trade and... Uh, Can the Bruins actually pull off a Lindholm deal? Because I don't think they can. I don't think they have the pieces. Yuck. We'll talk to Ryan Dixon about that. And uh, Stephen Ames, Champions Tour golfer, getting set to play in the Shaw Charity Classic uh, this weekend, uh, third in the Schwab Cup standings. He'll join us at 8.30. But right now, um, we're giving away uh, two general admissions, two medium drinks, two medium popcorns, to see Gran Turismo uh, based on the true story it's based on the unbelievable true story, Maddie, of a team of unlikely underdogs, a struggling working class gamer, a field former race car driver, and an idealistic motorsport executive.
1: Yeah, Patty was telling me about this yesterday. Apparently it's a young lad who played the game and then they basically put him in a real life car and go from there. I've had her. And that's the that's go the do it for real. that's the real life part of it that they adapt. So cool i was um, like hey you think about that
2: i didn't know people actually did that with any uh, level of success
1: yeah. which brings well it's actually funny some interest we'll get
2: off topic here, like, but a little bit like one of the biggest names in nascar actually william byron he started racing through iRacing racing and sim he did yeah he that's how he got into racing and now mm. he's <laughs> one of the best drivers in, in nascar some of the simulators out there are it's insane stupid. they're, they're insane. so good oh he'd love to have one but None less than, like, five grand, a whole setup, and probably more. Yeah,
1: you basically have to devote a room in your
2: home to it. Have a computer that's good enough to run the whole thing. Uh, Good Mm -hmm. racing seat, good setup, shifter, wheel, paddles. Yeah. Yeah, no. Just build a car in your apartment. Yeah, just build a frigging car in your apartment. No problem. What's the problem?
0: Piece of cake. (laughs) Um, We're giving away tickets to that movie right now. 960, 960, name and location. We've been asking you about a hypothetical Noah Hannafin trade. Mm Mm-hmm. Cause I saw stuff on Flames Twitter, and I just like how, and God bless Flames Twitter. I love them. I love their, I love their moxie. Flames I love X. their passion. <laughs> yeah, it's just some of the stuff. Oh, I'm hearing there's a trade close. All oh, right, let's dive okay. in. Are a little you? Bit. Are you though? <laughs> what, did you see Noah Hannifin's house up for sale or something? Because that's a, that's my favorite. Oh, or he yeah. was at. He was in Boston this weekend, or something. Like I just love stuff like that. <laughs> yeah,
2: like, he's oh, yeah. from Boston, guys. Like, yeah, like it's just stuff on. like that just makes me laugh. <laughs>
0: uh, oh, the MLSC plane is in Calgary, yeah, because Brad Tree Living's in town because yeah. uh, he has a lot of roots here. He's
1: still, got an so. event or something like that. Like, yeah, settle down. That's
0: crazy. So, oh no, that's William Nylander on that plane. So, nine sixty, nine sixty. Name and location. Uh, give us your hypothetical, Noah Hannafin, deal um do you want to do texty uh Patrick or do you want me just to read these because they're coming in fast and furious? I mean we
2: can uh, I haven't put any in texty yet you can read the ones uh, at the start I mean there's nothing like there's no like conversation they're just throwing the trade out there
0: um I got a text too is Ames golfing with Stuart Stink this weekend yes yeah. I <laughs> called him Stuart Stink
2: yes I know he is golfing with uh Mr. Sink uh, weekend. uh
0: that that interview was fantastic yes it was with no, really really Stuart Sink like yeah i I blew it at the beginning calling him Stuart Sink, but if you actually avoid that part of the interview, I thought it was damn good radio. (laughs) If you just go right past that. Yeah, and usually I just crank out mediocre radio after mediocre radio, but that was good radio.
1: I was saying to the guys in studio, I kind of felt bad (laughs) because I felt like I kind of poked the bear a little bit with the Stuart Stink before he came on the air.
0: You mean you, you you, you
1: like subconsciously
0: planted that in yeah. my brain? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like
1: I, I threw a couple <laughs> pitches at you just to kinda you know, a little high and tight, get you aware of it, and then you dropped it on him by accident and I felt kinda bad.
0: Okay, I thought I thought he was really good though.
2: But, no, he um, was, was um, good. I mean, it's he's probably great. not the first yeah. time he's been called Stuart Stink. Yeah. Um, probably probably not, not the first time. It won't be the last. Time. Yeah.
0: Um nine sixty, nine sixty, name and location. Uh maybe Oh, yeah, some of these are tough to throw in texty, right?
2: Yeah, because they're just, like, saying the trade. There's not, like, a, a <laughs> conversation. It's like, oh, uh, Hannafin to Buffalo for Matthew Savoy. Okay.
0: Uh, <laughs> you got to put your name and location to win.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Here, uh, name and location. Uh, Jason and Airdrie, potential Flames trade. Hannafin to the Leafs for Gary Lehman. Calgary uh, management feels like he's due for another 50-goal season. I think so. Jason, get over it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> It's time to move on, it was Jason. Over Thirty years ago, Jason, move on.
1: <laughs> Jason's also very upset that it was in in two thousand four.
0: Really? Oh yeah, like upset. Jason yeah, yeah. totally was, yeah. And he
1: totally believes in the Weidman
0: factor.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that it's... Weidman effect. <laughs> Weidman, effect. Weidman, effect. <laughs> Weidman effect. Sorry, refs don't yeah. like Weidman us <laughs> <laughs> since then. <laughs> right. The Weidman effect. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's a thing. Right. I Sorry.
1: man. Because I believe was, in that. I was doing overtime, Patty's Collins show right after that <laughs> happened, and for like the next y- year, it was like, "How about that missed call, Weinberg effect?" Like, oh my god, shut up, Jason.
0: Hang it's up. not like the Leafs. It's not like the Leafs won the cup with Doug Gilmore no, too. No, they didn't. Did.
2: No, yeah, they got the best player, but they didn't win yeah. anything.
0: <laughs> yeah, like they didn't win. Like I, I get, you're still sour about that deal. And I like, think that's I get in,
2: it. any trade the Flames make with the Leafs that <laughs> like I'm, it seems like the Leafs end up winning the trade, but they end up winning nothing out of it. So
0: yeah, I'm still sour about the uh, Patrick Watt trade all yeah. these years. Yeah, like. there you go.
2: I'm Andre sour Kovalenco. about the Jerome McGinley
0: trade. Me? Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, that
0: should have been done a, a year Kovalenco. ahead of time. Yeah, but McGinley was at the back nine of his career here.
1: Yeah, but they got garbage back for him. Yeah, it's just the I way. they Get were. it, Ben Hanowski. Yeah.
2: First that Kenny became Kenny Augustino, yeah, and a first that became uh, Mil Poirier, I think or was, was that the uh, Either or, either <laughs> or. neither. One okay, worked
0: <laughs> but the Habs traded, you know, the guy who was single handedly responsible for two championships, pretty much still in the prime of his career, based on two passengers in the 1970s Habs Stanley Cup championship teams, and Mario Tremblay and Ray Jean Foule. Yeah, like <laughs> jerks. And he went on to win two more championships with the Avalanche.
2: Sure did. He sure did. <laughs> for, anyway,
0: I'm. You I, know, what? maybe I'm starting. To, maybe I'm starting to realize what Jason's talking about.
2: Right how now. did I don't know how that <laughs> feel Because like, obviously Colorado gets moved from Quebec, that which was the Habs' arch rival. Well, they and never would have traded him to. No, the I, I know that. I know that. But like, was there still animosity that you still kind of traded him to the Nordique? No. no, no, okay.
0: And and you know what even hurts more. That the next day, Wall was willing to, you know, just mend the fence. Oh, of course, with Ronald Corey. But no, Mario Tremblay wouldn't have it. Wouldn't nope. have any of it. Jocelyn Tebow. You listen to that. He's the
2: future. <sighs> All
0: right, uh, keep them rolling in. Nine sixty. Nine sixty. <laughs> Name and location. Your hypothetical Noah Hannafin trades uh, for your chance to win tickets uh, to Gran Turismo movie tickets. Um. Ali and Chestermere. Uh, Hannafin, Mangiapane for DeBrusque and Charlie Coyle.
1: I like
2: that, Matty. No. No, they Boston wouldn't do not that. not enough.
1: What, what do you want Charlie Coyle for? Why do you want another centerman and I, I know, to I'm, play I, in the middle six? And
2: I don't want to be moving on Mangiapane right now. We talk, I think Mangiapane is prime for a big bounce back this year. DeBrusque and
1: Mangiapane, I'd be willing probably to same. see a bit of a wash there. Yeah. Sure, by all means. Um, but yeah, I just don't think that you're getting enough value there when you're giving uh, out Hannafin and Mount Japani.
0: I like, I like this one. Kevin from Carstairs. <laughs> no, No Hannafin. Mm-hmm. Second round pick and Dan Vladar for mm-hmm. Lexi Lafreniere in a third round pick.
1: I don't dislike that one. Um, it
2: does feel like the flames are giving a lot up a lot there. Yeah, second Dan Vladar and the and the Noah Hannafin for uh, RFA that still hasn't figured itself out and but but there's flashes, flashes right but, is there a flash
1: I am there was a flash in the playoffs last year in their run not this year but last year there was and this year it was yeah. largely an issue for him now granted I do think part of that is. This is a guy who for a lot of his time in New York has been limited to kind of 12, 13 minutes a yeah, game just playing. because they've got so many guys ahead of him. Bottom six. Especially on that left side. But at the same time, like I, th- I think if the Flames went forward with that offer, you would have a good chance of New York at least listening to it. But it feels like you might be giving up a Could lot. the
2: Rangers even fit Hannafin's money right now? That's the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, it would be next year anyway, right? Like, that's the thing, too, that amazes me. Like, these are all contracts that are for next season, which allegedly the cap is going up.
2: I, to the next I, I, until I hear, like, I get, we, we yeah. think it's going to happen. I'm still, I don't Like, so they got that 2.2 in cap space. Um, uh, I
0: love this. Uh Terry from Fort Saskatchewan. Uh <laughs> This is my favorite one so far. Uh, Hannafin to Lindholm to Buffalo for Middlestat, Casey Middlestat, Owen Power, and a first. Oh, yeah. Because you're already not
1: fleecing Buffalo.
0: They have to throw in a first-round pick. Hell
2: yeah, Terry.
1: Um, Yeah, actually, that's, that's pretty legit. I'm okay with that one. You're giving them Hannafin and Lindholm. Middle stat's like whatever. I don't, I don't think Buffalo fine. does that. But Owen Power isn't a move. move. Like, no, here's the yeah, thing. I think is, if the Flames
0: it, could do that deal, they would do it yesterday. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, this isn't a realistic deal. Yeah. I think that the value yeah. is... Not bad, but no,
2: like, that's probably what you're, you're hoping in a, in a trade involving those two sending them you get a contract done for Hannafin and Lindholm to that team that they're going to, um, cause obviously you're not going to be sending them, oh, we're just going to leave. Cause I mean, like Buffalo, like Hannafin, maybe Buffalo would sign an extension there. I don't know if Lindholm signs an extension in Buffalo.
0: Um, here's an, here's an interesting one. Uh, Ryan from Okotoks, uh, Noah Hannafin for Shane Wright in a 2024 first.
2: Ooh.
1: know uh, that's interesting. It's interesting. I don't think Seattle's going that that's they're a, not ready to punt. On I don't Wright. Think, I just don't think that I think that's a lot of value for Noah Hannafin. Like once again, if the flames had that deal on the table, yeah. I think that they should probably take it right now. But yeah, listen, Shane Wright has had a disappointing time playing hockey since he was drafted essentially. Um, sure. There's a lot of time to kind of turn this bus around and get it right back on the tracks, but he had a, not a good, you know, going into his draft year season just because he wasn't able to play because of the pandemic and chose not to go elsewhere to play. And then since being drafted, it it has not been great returns. So listen, I don't know what's going to happen with him moving forward. He's an intriguing prospect. And if you're moving on Hannafin, who's going to be gone anyways, that would be an excellent thing to bring back but you're not getting the first end chain right.
0: Mm-hmm. Um Adam and Calgary hand to Dallas for a first and some of that good Texas barbecue.
1: Mm 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 Mm-mm. yum. Finger-licking good. Yes Finger-lickin sir. Finger-licking good. Um first round pick that's going to be in like the 25 to 32 range and some good Texas Like here's the thing. Here's the thing, George we talking about like a whole cookout? Do I get like a burger? Do I get like a rack of ribs? Like how much of this good Texas barbecue am I getting? Because if it's enough barbecue, uh, I could be convinced.
0: Um, our man, uh, Wedley and Brotowood. uh Hannafin to Edmonton for two pairs of sweatpants. <laughs> Expired a BPS oh coupon. Oh my
1: goodness!
0: <laughs> um, future considerations in a Von Dutch trucker hat. B- Dutch! Is that
2: Boston Pizza coupon? I bill- expired I believe BPS. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Von Dutch trucker hat. Those are throwbacks.
1: Von Dutch trucker Those hat. Are throwbacks. That's so good. <laughs> I will never.
0: I will never forget when I worked at the big box uh, electronics store, mm-hmm. where I was the hello goodbye guy. Yeah. And uh, Saint Catharines native Andrew Peters, who was playing for the Buffalo Sabers, oh, walked nice. into the store.
1: And you, hello, goodbye
2: to him.
0: I did. He was wearing a Von Dutch hat. I'll never forget. Of course it. he was. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: also, it also feels like grinders wear those hats. Yeah, <laughs> like grinders yeah. and fighters <laughs> in the that NHL cool would wear Von Dutch.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Adam in Calgary, it's all you can eat barbecue for a year. Is that not enough, Maddie? That's
1: a good point, but no, now. that's enough. I was just wondering if we could get it confirmed. If it's all I can eat, barbecue
0: for that a barbecue, year that, that's it, enough.
2: It would last longer a year here than Hannafin would. So
0: nine sixty nine sixty Hey, you Good guys got to stop responding to these texts so I can read them.
2: Oh, it's just, it's the oh no this uh, Gary from Calgary. He's a Hannafin to Winnipeg for Josh Morrissey. I'm a contractor in Calgary. Josh Morrissey bis built a house in the Mount Royal. Maddie was just saying, oh, he lives. He grew up here. <laughs>
0: Um, he lives Tyson here he in from Calgary. Uh, Noah Hannafin for pasta. McAvoy in a first rounder. No brainer for Boston. Easy. Yeah. You got to bring think the league would step in. Bring the, yeah,
1: <laughs> bring the local guy home. Right? Yeah. The, the league would be like, I don't know. <laughs> I
2: don't think we're doing this. No. I don't think
1: we're doing this. I think Boston has to add another pick.
2: I don't think Calgary can afford all that. <laughs> Now
1: we have to think about cap considerations <laughs> with these hypothetical trades. Come on now.
0: Uh another uh Jamie and Airdrie. Oh, that was Jason and Airdrie. This is Jamie and Airdrie. Okay. Um for whatever you can get the hell you can get. Get that bum out of here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like it. He's mad. He's, He's like mad. doesn't want to stay here. Get him out of yeah, here.
2: Yeah, he, get the hell out, bud.
0: Yeah, you don't oh, want to be here? Good. See ya. <laughs> don't let the door hit you on your way out.
1: Which is, a, which is a fine mentality to have, I guess. But at the same time, you can't let your emotions Why? cloud your judgment.
0: Why are people so angry in Airdrie today? Ben from Airdrie. Hannafin to Washington for a third-round pick, the true Calgary wave. <laughs>
1: What? Is that to say they just get such flee- bitterness and injury today? They just lost on every trade? Like, what? <laughs> yeah. Why? They've done pretty well trading guys lately. Yeah. Yeah. I'll
0: please attach your name to this one. Hanif um, into Montreal for Brendan Gallagher in a second. Oof. Well, oh,
2: <laughs> Hard pass. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Unless you want to see slow-skating Brennan Gallagher no. around the ice. He's
2: plucky, though. He's, yeah. plucky. I will he's plucky. Boy, can he do a post-game press conference. <laughs> He'll punch you after the yeah. whistle. Especially
1: after a loss. Boy, can he just grin and bear it. But my goodness. Uh, no Dustin,
0: thanks. Dustin, this is the Noah Hannafin trades. Uh, Dustin from Drumheller. Uh, Hannafin, Vladarda, Canucks for Hughes. I don't <laughs> think they're doing that. <laughs> I don't but think But we, so. we were asking you for your Noah Hannafin. I think they'd love Justin Noah Drummiller. Hannafin to
2: play alongside Quinn Hughes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not bad.
0: Um, have we come to a consensus here? Always oh, robot. we want to wrap oh. up after Stephen Ames? What do you guys want to
1: do? Uh, we can wrap up after Stephen Ames. All right. Keep them rolling in. I haven't picked a favorite yet.
0: Uh, Jamie Calgary. That trucker hat nearly put me off the roadblock for <laughs> <right, Jamie? laughs> Von Dutch. Oh, never forget. Um. All right, we'll do that. Keep them rolling in 960, 960 name and location. Uh, we have some sour people
1: that's, from Airdrie, so they're some,
2: in, they're in contention. Some Ed Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Ed Hardy and Von Dutch would go by, side by oh, side. Oh, hand in yeah, hand, yeah, baby. <laughs> awesome. Uh,
0: Dave Dickinson next, the head coach of the Calgary Stampeders. Keep them rolling in your hypothetical Noah Hanfin trades. Dumb or not dumb doesn't matter. If you entertain us, you win the, the Gran Turismo, um, movie tickets. We'll talk to Dave Dickinson next. It's the big show, Row, sports Sportsnet 960. The fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems, Downtown Studios, the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan at the top of the hour, Ryan Dixon, senior writer, Sportsnet.ca, on the Boston Bruins having a massive hole down the middle of the ice, we'll get his thoughts on the Jeff Petrie deal, and what he thinks Elias Lindholm is worth, we'll do that at the top of the hour, Stephen Ames, Champions Tour golfer, getting set to tee it up at the Shaw Charity Classic this weekend, we'll talk to him at 30. but right now on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline, he is the head coach and general manager of your Calgary Stampeders. We say good morning to Dave Dickinson. Dave, how are you? I'm hanging in there. You guys, uh, good, Dave. I'm going to apologize ahead of time. I'm going to, I'm about to ask you a really weird question. So, before you jumped on, we talked okay. about Von Dutch hats and how they were the the rage years and years ago. Was there a trend that you got suckered into as a player that now you look back on and you're kind of embarrassed about?
3: <laughs> um let me think about that so you did throw me on the spot on that one sorry not really to be honest i mean like i'd look back uh way back like you know back when we we're playing football you know those those basically everyone cut their shirts in half and they like to show their abs yeah and uh the football if you look back you know those mesh jerseys um, that everyone wore like for practice. And then they had these massive shoulder pads of like a cowboy collar with a to t- try to protect your neck. And then you look at today's world and everyone's tight shirts, you know, has to be smallest pads you can get. And, you know, less is more. I don't know if that means that's why injuries are up, but when I look at that, I mean I look at some of the pictures, I do laugh, thinking of like Brian Bosworth and those type of years. Those are uh <laughs> I tried hard with the hair as well, but it didn't work. And now it's all gone, so it's it's just a thing of the past.
0: <laughs> um, throwing
3: with gloves on. Did you ever like doing that? Never did it. I I know mean, Bo does it all the time and uh Tried it. I felt like you had good grip, but I didn't feel you could have good touch, meaning like when you threw it, kind of stuck at the end, you had to really kind of, you really had to flick it to get that. It seemed like everything was the same speed. I was a touch thrower up and over someone around someone. Didn't feel like it. Now, I did have a tell. I was told later in my career that when I'd leave the huddle and I was like, lick my fingers, that was a pass. If I left the huddle and I really? didn't do anything run. So uh, I definitely, especially in Calgary, needed that extra moisture to kind of make sure it's holding on to the ball.
0: Wow, you were tipping your pitches essentially?
3: That's incredible. Supposedly, somebody said that to me. Now, I I watched many games, and I pretty much thought I did it on every play, but maybe every play was a pass, you know, you never know.
0: Well, yeah, you're Dave Dickinson. Why wouldn't you want to throw the ball every time when you have Dave Dickinson as your quarterback? Um, Wanted to ask you, uh, fresh off the biggest win of the season, beating the undefeated Argonauts, and then uh, obviously a disappointing effort against the BC Lions. Uh, I know there's no such thing as a letdown game, but did that feel a little bit like a letdown game against the Lions after such an emotional big win over the Argos?
3: Well, there probably is something to it as a letdown game. I, I, I didn't see it coming. Uh, was, it was our worst game of the year by far, and uh, it is a little perplexing. But for me, I guess I'm telling the guys, hey, figure out what the tone is, set it early, and it always starts out. Honestly, you can usually tell how you're going to play that first little bit. It's special teams and then penalties. So you look at the game before Toronto, obviously, we first special team, we punt them down inside the 10, we hold them to and out. Uh, we dominated the line of scrimmage, and, and they were the ones, they were jumping off sides. I know their coach was uh, perplexed at how they couldn't, you know, play penalty free. Now you fast forward to our game, we go off sides on the very first kickoff. Uh, we take a penalty that extends their drive to get a touchdown. We get the ball on our first run, first play as a holding call. It's just, it really is, when you look back, you're like we just uh, didn't have our best stuff, if if any of our stuff, and, It was just a game, unfortunately, that uh, we missed on an opportunity to go out there and try to build on something. So we're right back at it, six days um, back home here playing Winnipeg, another tough opponent. So, you know, I do feel like our guys are excited to get going. But, uh, yeah, we got to play at our best to beat these guys, and we're looking forward to that chance. What do you think
1: went into maybe the, the start for that game for you, Dave? You, you talked about it a little bit earlier this week, but you had the big win over the Argos. You know, you're going into BC facing Vernon Adams Jr., who's played against your group well. And you mentioned the mental focus was maybe a little bit off. Did, was there anything that went into that that you can maybe try to avoid the rest of the way here?
3: No, I think some. If you look at most seasons, there's a game or two that you're yeah. like, man, we just uh, weren't as focused as we need to be, partially because we play a long season. But you look at that. For the most part, most teams will have that. I mean, if you look at like the BC Winnipeg games this year, BC crushed them on one, and then Winnipeg yeah. crushed them on the other. It's just how do you how do you do that? How do two teams that are basically the same two teams have that big of a different of results? And it is sometimes uh, you know mentally sometimes you're not quite as locked in, but also it kind of snowballs on you. So you get into a game and it's just rolling downhill, and then you're like, whoa, uh, how do I stop this? And you push and you sh- you try to do something, but Sometimes you just don't have it, and then your body just pushes back and says, um, "Nope, I can't take it any farther." So, um, as coaches, we do definitely look at it, but if you know, I don't have the golden answer. I don't have something that tells me what was right, what was wrong. But you try to rely on your process and you trust your players, and you give them little tidbits, and uh, you do hope that they they show up and, and give you everything they got, and try to find a way to win a game uh, that next week you come out.
1: What is the message to Jake Mayer after a game like that? Because he was very solid in the Toronto game. He was extremely efficient. And in this one, by the end of it, you, you gave Chris Reynolds a look. Probably would have given Tommy Stevens a look if his back had been holding up. But what's the message to Jake Mayer after a, a, a game like that?
3: Well, I mean, you know, confidence is one of those things that you really get when you produce at a, at a, at a level that you feel like... You can do it consistently over and over. You know, I, I believe in Jake and I know he's working hard. Uh, I think as coaches, we're just going to try to figure out how do we put him in the best position so he's comfortable so he can just play. And Part of it is not overthinking and, and believing that if you make a mistake, you still can recover. And the other part of it is trusting your guys and, and just throwing it and seeing if we can make some one-on-one catches.
0: David, is, is there a time when when you're on the sideline and early on in the game you see specific things that you maybe know your offense will be struggling uh, that day? Is there signs that you look for that you're like, uh-oh, oh, we might be in, in for a long day here?
3: Uh, sometimes as a team you're like, hey, we're not running to the ball as well as we want Um You know, maybe like you said, uh, hey, there, they, the other team just comes out with some jump, and you're like, hey, we got to do better. I don't, I don't think that it's one of those we say, hey, we're in trouble. It's more of, hey, we got to fix this. Mm Sometimes we can, sometimes we can't. uh, But we've got to try to make sure, you know, hey, they're doing something different or this guy is – we're struggling blocking this guy. We've got to give this tackle some extra protection. We've got to put another guy there. Every time you make an adjustment, though, you also take away from something else. So anytime you add protection, you take away from vertical throws or or, or receivers out in the routes. Maybe receivers get double teamed. So, you know, it is kind of, you know – you, you you pay Pete, you rob from Paul to pay Peter, and that's what it is. Uh, wasn't our best. We'll, we'll see what we can get going. I uh, hopefully have a better game this week.
1: Coach, do you feel like your offense has an identity yet this season? You've had to make some changes on the O line. The injury to Kadim Carey felt like it kind of gave things a little bit of a, a wrinkle early on in the season. Does your offense have an identity yet?
3: I think, as a whole team, we're still searching for exactly who we are and and what's the winning formula to win. I don't think it's one group or another We have been mm-hmm. inconsistent uh we've had some really high you know four and fifty yard throwing games, and we've had hundred and fifty. We've turned the ball over and we haven't defensively we we've put pressure on the quarterback and uh, we've you know given up free guys running down the field at times so I think in special teams too we've probably been as inconsistent as we've ever been. We've had some really good games, some physical games, some great games, but we've given up i believe three touchdowns and a hundred hundred yard that wasn't a touchdown, so we're still fighting, it. there's no doubt, but we've got time it's halfway through the year, but uh, and there is some urgency over here everybody's feeling it, uh, and the guy's got to you know start learning that who what is our identity and what do we need to do to win games and it's our job as coaches to let them know that and to put them in those positions to win. One of the
1: things I had asked you about uh, back in training <laughs> camp, especially with some of the changes that were made to this roster in the off offseason, the last couple seasons really, is the leaders on this team. Who are the, the, the true leaders of this group on offense, defense, and special teams?
3: That's kind of to me as more of the players decide that. I mean, your quarterback's always going to be one of your leaders, no doubt about it. I I think probably on the ba- on the defensive side, I I, I kind of feel like Mike Rose has stepped up the most. But I don't really, in theory, that's not my call. You don't force feed leadership. You let guys be who they are. Some guys are leaders by example. Some by 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 I guess their their talk and words. It's best to have a combination. Guys that when they say something, they back it up and they do it and they're accountable to their teammates. Usually, that's the best way to do it. But you know, you do need leadership when times are tough. As far as people are frustrated and. Things get said and understand that hey you gotta gotta all buy in and get together and then um but you also have to leaders have to decide, hey, what do we need to do to to change the tides here and uh if if it's not working we gotta change as a group. You can't just continually do what you're doing if it's not working, that just makes zero sense. So that's something that we're looking at. But that the guys do it? I'm fine with our lead. In fact I think we got good leadership. We just aren't playing as good as we need to.
2: We're talking with the uh, head coach and general manager of the Calgary Stampeders. Dave Dickinson. Dave, uh, the, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, the opponent on Friday, 7-2. Uh, looks like they will be, might be down Zach Kalaros. He hasn't practiced Monday and Tuesday, so preparing for possibly a new quarterback in Drew Brown. But uh, going back to your first meeting this year, you guys played them pretty well in the first half, and uh, they kind of took it away there in the second half and kind of ran the ball there and had that big drive in the fourth. But uh, what, what's the mentality heading into this big game against the Bombers, who, yeah, you're looking up at, and, you know, of course, they've been the been the the flag bearer here in the league for the last few years?
3: We know that they're a great opponent, and uh, obviously um, if Zach doesn't play, I still think he's obviously one of the best, if not the best in the league. So uh, their young kid played excellent last week, uh, had a great game. Um, we just got to try to focus on ourselves. I know it's what it is, but um, show up, set the tone early, uh, find a way to uh, give, you know, Physical play. Show your teammates what we're all about. What we're going to do this game, and then kind of max it out. Max it out for sixty minutes. You you can't relax against Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. You got to play all sixty. They don't stop, so we can't stop and um, and believe in each other. You know that's that's easier said than done, but uh, that's that's the formula I think to win this game.
2: And uh it's also going to be Legacy Night on Friday uh honoring the 98 Grey Cup team. Uh you were you were on that group and uh you you, you talked about it a little bit there yesterday during our the media availability but uh maybe share some a uh, little bit of memories of uh of uh the 98 group and uh all all winning there in Winnipeg.
3: Yeah, it was uh it was a fun team to be a part of. You know, I don't remember everything about it, yeah. but uh I kind of put my own spin on it. You know, I was I was in the third year of my CFL career um feeling like I was starting to maybe be ready to be a starter. And uh, a lot of the guys that had played on that team were were talking about, hey, you know, we should have won more championships. We should have done this. And we kind of, I I remember, tried a few things, you know, uh, basically laying it on the line to each other that, hey, this has got to be our year. I I definitely felt there was pressure. Mm -hmm. I I definitely felt like the guys felt like it had to be this is our year. But we we did start playing well. And uh, for myself, I actually – Right at the end of the year, we missed a field goal, and Freddie Childress came over a pile while I was trying to tackle. The guy broke my wrist. I played the playoffs with a broken wrist mm. uh, in the Grey Cup as well. And Wally basically just said, if you get in, we'll probably just hand the ball off or we'll try some things. But they were uh, shooting me up to kind of, it's not great when it's your right wrist. Oh. And uh, We went into that Grey Cup game. I was just seriously praying Jeff played well because <laughs> I didn't think I could probably get the job done, and he did. And, um it was just fun to be part of that group. For me, it was early in the career, get a great cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I I wasn't sure if that was my last game with Calgary. If Jeff stays, I got to go and try to try to see if I could find uh, another job. But Jeff, fortunately, got his look in the NFL, and things work out for a reason. But to be good to see these guys. A lot of those, you know, the American guys, Kelvin Anderson, Daryl Hall. Uh, obviously, Jeff's coming up. I haven't seen these guys in in a while, and. Uh, really looking forward to them coming up and, and being being part of this game. We want to go out there and play well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is Legacy Night, so to me, Legacy means what you remembered about that. That group was a great group. Worked hard, uh, unselfish, um, skilled, tough. Lots of great things from that group.
0: Dave, I've never asked you this question. Is there a regret that you still think about lying in bed at night during your playing career?
3: <laughs> playing career. Uh well so the the biggest regrets that I because it's re more recent is uh like the twenty seventeen Grey Cup uh where we played Toronto in the snow. I just don't know how we lost that game. We all played them the entire game and uh I thought we had a good plan and they, they have a couple hundred yard plays, hundred yard pass and a hundred yard plus fumble return and uh and we still were right there and fortunately end the game with a with an interception in the end zone. That one uh, hurts as much as any. Obviously, there's some other ones too that jump out. Regret-wise, not really. I mean, I think I maxed out what my body had in it anyway. Mm -hmm. Tried to give everything I had, and and uh, uh, you know, pretty. uh, I think I was fortunate. I felt like my teams I played on were very good and well coached, so I think I got the most out of my career and my body
0: i can definitely still hear it in your voice uh you still don't know how you guys uh lost that one real quick too before i let you go on uh, did you catch any of nathan rourke uh, in his preseason nfl debut did you catch any of that
3: i saw one play because they put it up in the jumbo uh nbc is <laughs> amazing play and all that um yeah you know i know his brother's coming out in the cfl draft this year as well so uh a family that's got some skill talent and uh Mm. you know we do root for him we got julian good jones down with philly our you know our right tack from last year we're keeping an eye on him we're hearing he's doing well we root for him we want him to make it and we want him to have great careers like alex singleton and and some other guys jeff garcia so hopefully nathan is able to do that and uh he'll always you know look back fondly on the cfl time i'm sure but i it does look like he's got enough skill and talent to to give it a good run down there, and we wish him well.
0: Um, Dave Dickinson is the head coach and general manager of your Calgary Stampeders. Best of luck this week, Coach. Thanks for this.
3: Yep, yep, thank you. Take care.
0: There he is on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Broadcast Hotline, 15-time Consumer's Choice Award winner at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. For pickup or delivery, call 403-248-3344. You, you still hear the 2017 Grey Cup in his voice. You heard it there.
1: Oh because yeah! I can't believe we lost that game. Wow, well, that's one that you know. You look back and you're,
2: how did it get away? And you know what? What's funny? What's not? I guess it's not funny. Uh, I also beat Bo Levi Mitchell in fantasy that day.
1: <laughs> I remember that actually in our nine sixty yeah. fantasy yeah. <laughs> league, and it was like, should we should we make the joke or is it should we? Should we be a little <laughs> bit more maybe polite about
2: this? <laughs> Double whammy. I, think we I don't think out. we're too worried about the fantasy. No. <laughs>
0: um, great stuff, uh, as usual, um, from Dave Dickinson. Um, we're still taking your text messages, nine sixty nine sixty. your chance to win uh, two general admissions, two medium drinks, two medium popcorns uh, to the movie Gran Turismo, based on a true story. Um, we're going to do it after Stephen Ames. We'll leave about five minutes left in the program. After I will have texty.
2: I'm throwing some of these in texty because okay. they're starting to get a little more funny.
0: Okay, throw them in texty. Uh, your hypothetical Noah Hannafin trade offers, uh, funny, stupid, whatever. You make us laugh. You make us think. Probably win the tickets. Uh, there's a lot of bitterness coming out of the city of Airdrie this morning. I guess they got stuck surprising. behind a train. Yeah, people are angry. Yeah, stuck so. behind a train. There's a lot of bitterness, a lot of anger today in Airdrie. We apologize to the beautiful city of uh, Um, Straight ahead, Ryan Dixon, senior writer, SportsCent.ca, on the gaping hole now that the Boston Bruins have at center ice, David Krejci hanging up the skates along with Patrice Bergeron this offseason. What the hell are they going to do? A team that set uh, the record, the NHL regular season record last season, although there's shootouts and overtimes, but whatever. Um, this Neymar story is ridiculous. Yeah. So Neymar, uh, for those of you who are big footy fans like my man Matty Rose, <laughs> Uh, one of the biggest names in soccer, like uh, Brazilian superstar Neymar, played for uh, Paris Saint-Germain in League 1. League um, he's been uh, transferred over to play in Saudi Arabia. And it's ridiculous what this guy is getting offered and what he's going to get. Um, he has a private. A private. Pliv-
2: <laughs> what is wrong with me
1: today? Private. <laughs> Too much time off.
0: Too much... Compl- uh, it's my complex... What did he say? What did Matt Rose say earlier? I
1: said uh, complexion. I nailed Complexure. the word, didn't I? I? completely <laughs> yeah. nailed it. complexion I said complexion. Uh, that was it.
2: Yeah. Do not have that? Don't, don't need to do 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 be done. How be in plays of the week, Fred. <laughs> <for> sure. <laughs> okay, all right. Along with private and popcorn. corn. <laughs> <Plyvet? laughs> yes. Yes. Cop <Copcorn>. uh, <laughs> uh, I
0: can't wait till Stephen Ames gets past Stuart Stink. Oh, uh, Stuart Stink. Stop it. <laughs> Good work, team. So, Neymar... Um, he's going to Saudi Arabia. Um, apparently he has a private plane at his disposal. Mm. Not bad to have a private bird at your disposal at any time. Uh, he gets a huge desert. house with staff paid for. He gets staff. In his oh yeah, house. of course
1: you need staff.
0: Um, he gets eighty thousand euro for every Al Hail, How do you say that? Win whatever his team.
1: Al Halal. Sure.
0: He gets eighty uh, thousand, and then this is the best one. This is the one that really, really caught my attention. And this is another he,
1: reason why I love social media. By the way, he
0: gets five hundred thousand euros for every post or story he puts up on his social media that promotes Saudi Arabia. I'd just
2: be making res- like like scheduled tweets or scheduled re- like posts on X. Okay, all but, the time just to get.
0: But that what is going. He, But what is he posting about? Hey, come to Saudi Arabia where executions
2: are on the increase. Well, I I wouldn't go that brash. Uh, I'd probably
0: just. Hey, Saudi Arabia, the land of no free speech. Yeah.
2: I'm just like, like, come out and support Al-Halal. I'll be there. Hey, (laughs) hey,
0: come to Saudi Arabia. Torture and police custody is common. Yeah. Hey, hey, come see me play soccer in Saudi Arabia where you can be detained and arrested with no good reason.
2: Yeah, it's not great. Mm, uh, Maybe
1: just like a picture of him by the pool. Yeah, he's like, oh, this is (laughs) nice. Chilling.
0: Hey, come to Saudi Arabia. You want to protest? No, you can't. We don't do that here in
1: Saudi Arabia. Yeah, that's not really their thing. They don't really like that very much. No, but 500 like I imagine yeah listen here's uh-huh. the thing it's very uh, no no bueno to say the least but could you imagine having like a just do one quick post
2: and 500,000 euro just show up in your wallet? <laughs> yeah. Just just Venmo e-transfer them right in. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, like what if I was Wired what in? if I was <laughs>
1: selling gym bits? <laughs> and every time I posted me eating some delicious gym bits, I just yep. got 500 thou
0: like or like or like, what if he posts, hey, come to Saudi Arabia where women are widely discriminated against.
2: I am
1: I mean, no? I don't No, I don't think he lasts long. I don't, I don't know if yeah. he's getting paid for that post. <laughs> yeah, it feels like it's not really. Hey, come to Saudi Arabia where is. torture is used as a punishment. I, I just know.
0: like how uncomfortable you guys are getting. I don't know what you want
1: now. me to say to this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying. I just like, like how Like, yes, it's
1: a bad place. Agreed. Yeah, I, uh, they do I some bad They is, do some I, bad things there.
0: I googled uh, human rights violations in Saudi Arabia, and this is courtesy of Amnesty International. Mm. Uh-huh. Hence why I had all these hot facts yeah. at my disposal.
1: I don't know if I'd use the word hot, but right. I'm glad that they're facts, at least. Yeah. That I'm glad about.
0: 500 gur. Every time he posts about Saudi Arabia positive. That's no problem. Great. Yeah. Awesome. Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's great country. Mm. Great, great country. All right.
1: Um, we're giving away. I just love money. Wow, it's so yeah. good. We're, give...
0: <laughs> we're giving away um, movie tickets to Gran Turismo. Based on a true story. Yes. Send us your hypothetical Noah Hannafin uh, trait and do not include torture of any shape or form in I said wouldn't. text. Like Neymar would have to. Don't do that. But we'll talk uh some pucks. My man Ryan Dixon next on the gaping hole down the center ice of the Boston Bruins, the big Jeff one. Petrie deal. And what does he think about Noah Hanvin? Let, let let us give him uh we'll get I'll ask him about a hypothetical Noah Hanifin deal. We'll do that next. It's the big show, Russick and Rose, sports nine sixty, the fan.